millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on Twitch TV. Um, a little, little slow getting started, uh, trying out, uh, Twitch's uh, stream their their own thing that they have going, and it kind of failed me on the audio side, so I went back and started all over on an entirely new app. So, yeah, those of you watching on Twitch or you know catching it live later on, that's the reason why it was being silly. But before I get started, I have to tell you about the wonderful, wonderful people at aprcoffee.com. And the reason why I say I have to tell you about them, well, it's, you know, they're not paying me. So it's not a paid advertisement per the uh, podcast carrier. But I do have to tell you that it is absolutely amazing coffee at APR. Tonight, I happen to be drinking a little bit of the uh, Docks on the Roof 20 bucks, same as downtown blend. I think that's what it's called off the top of my head. I really can't tell. Um, But this is a tribute flavor that was made after our friend Doc Thompson was tragically murdered at the hands of his arch nemesis. Amtrak. Um, this is one of my favorite blends because not only does it taste great, well-rounded flavor, uh, every bag, there is a, a picture mosaic of Doc. I mean, hundreds or thousands of pictures of Doc that go to make up the, the main picture on the back. So, you know, well worth the money. Great flavor. And it just helps keep the memory of Doc Thompson alive. If it was not for Doc Thompson, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. If it was not for Doc Thompson, no one would really know who APR Coffee was. So me and Dave Matthews both owe a huge debt of gratitude to Doc. Now, Doc did not personally have a hand in this show. Um, However, when he died, I'd been contemplating, oh, maybe I should. I don't know. And so when he died, I felt Doc would kick my ass if I didn't go ahead and go through. So, yeah, I help 
honor Doc's memory by drinking Doc's, well, the Doc's Bacon Blast, and this is the uh, Doc's On the Roof. So, again, Doc Thompson, good night, wherever you are. On Young, now you go home. And American Pride Roasters, historically, great coffee. All right, so getting into all the shenanigans. Yes, shenanigans are a bit afoot at Mar-a-Lago. If you have been paying attention to the news at all, you have noticed that there was a uh, a records recovery. All the air quotes. A records recovery done at Mar-a-Lago because Donald Trump had Papers that he wasn't supposed to have. They wasn't supposed to take from the White House when he left. Although it has been ruled in court that the president has the final say on what is a presidential record that must be preserved by the National Archives. And what is a personal record that he wants to hold on to for when he opens the uh, Trump Presidential Library Casino and Golf Course possibly on the ruins of the Trump casino in Atlantic city, but I'm just speculating there. I don't think there's any odds that Donald Trump will actually do that as much as a crazed narcissist as he is. I think he just wanted to hold on to stuff. Now there's so many shenanigans afoot. (laughs) Uh, Really need to figure out how to get the uh, the chat box set up into uh, the stream. Kim said something funny. I think the bugs around Mar-a-Lago are screaming, Raid! If you're under the age of 30, you probably don't get that reference. But cartoon cockroaches, which oddly enough, there's a bunch of cartoons that really seem to be running the show at Mar-a-Lago. For Instance. Now, I don't have the story in front of me. I heard interviews with her. Trump's attorney got to Mar-a-Lago as fast as she could because she did not have a heads up that they were in. Secret Service found out about it 10 minutes prior to. Yeah, that's right. The FBI neglected to inform the the guys who are responsible for protecting a former president, his wife, and his children, or probably just his child, since uh, only uh, Baron, as far as I know, lives at home. Um, so they didn't get the word until 10 minutes prior. Staff at Mar-a-Lago, when served with the warrant, while Donald Trump was mysteriously out of town, they called his attorney. She got there. They'd already been there for about 10 minutes. She was not far from there. And the FBI was going out of their way to do everything to keep her from being able to see what was on the warrant. She couldn't even get a good look at it to verify that, yes, indeed, this is a warrant signed by a judge, signed or notarized by a clerk in the the courthouse. So 
there's a lot that they didn't know. And when they hold her 10, 20, 30, 40, up to 50 feet from what's going on, they will not let her go, okay, let me see what you're grabbing. That's an issue. Now, don't get me wrong. They don't want, they don't want people just being all willy nilly in their business while they're trying to, you know, retrieve evidence. However, certain things, you know, it'd be nice to have a record of besides just, well, we're going to give you an inventory of what we talk. Um, because that's basically all they did is they, they, uh, took an inventory and said, all right, here you go. Of course, the, uh, thing with the inventory is, um, there's a lot of non-specifics in there. Um, uh, Kim says the FBI were quite interested in Melania's undergarments as well. I don't know. She would don't know. I didn't know that was in the warrant as well. I will, I will touch base that because the warrant was unsealed late yesterday. And you want to talk about achieving a blank check. That's what this warrant was. It was a blank check to search pretty much anywhere that staff of Donald Trump whether it's his personal staff, whether it's house cleaners, whether it's whoever. So anywhere it's possible that they can go, anywhere it's possible that Donald Trump goes, including his personal spaces, his bedroom. If it was a storage area or anywhere that anyone had access to and they could hide documents, they were the FBI was allowed to go in except for guest rooms because Mar-a-Lago is a resort, a very expensive resort. There are high paying customers there. The FBI didn't want to disturb them, but and keep in mind back in June, 15 boxes of material were recovered from Mar-a-Lago. And that was 15 boxes that had been gone through with a representative of Donald Trump, probably his attorney or, or there's another attorney present as well as a representative from the national archives, as well as an attorney for them. So that way they can hammer out details. Okay. This one. Okay. It can go this one. We want to hold on to because again, ultimately the president is the person who decides what is a presidential record and what is a personal record. They freaking kept a post-it note. They kept knickknacks. And the FBI left with the post-it notes and the freaking knickknacks. And at the end of the day, uh, 11 boxes of classified material were taken from from Trump this time around. Now, considering, again, Donald Trump had been working with the National Archives, had been 
storing the storing these documents, how they said to store them behind a door with two locks. They took a storage room and they moved these documents. You know, some that now that were going to be taken at a later time that they hadn't gone through yet stuff that had been cleared by national archives that yes, president Trump can keep as personal documents. All of this stuff was stored in this room with two locks. Now the FBI could have just said, Hey, they could have just got, got a subpoena and said, Hey, we're going to come and we're going to take these documents or, Hey, you're going to bring these documents to the courthouse by X time or else you're going to be in contempt and blah, and then we will issue a warrant and we'll just go take whatever we want, which was possible. That was 100% an option that the FBI could have used. They chose not to because they wanted the show. They wanted the showboating. Just like when they sent like almost like an HRT type team after Roger Stone. When the last uh, Trump guy was arrested and he was drug handcuffed through an airport, they could have just said, Hey, we're issuing an arrest warrant for you. We need you to turn yourself in or else we will publicly arrest you. That's usually what happens with, you know, Persons of um, of a certain degree of influence. They just don't grab guys literally at the airport and haul them off when, you know, there are some importance of some kind. It's the whole idea is dumb. Just like the idea that they need to go in and spend almost 10 hours, 10 hours going through Mar-a-Lago looking for stuff. Now, here's the thing. The fact that they were probably told by the National Archives, hey, here's where these documents are kept. Did they need 10 hours? And at the same time, these classified documents, there is a guy who works in the White House. He is the final authority on if something should be classified or declassified. He's the guy who took them from the White House because he's the president. Now, if there's something that he did not do, like paperwork that he didn't sign, Okay, you kind of screwed up on that one. It is what it is. Just go on about your day. But if he has the records showing that, hey, this classified stuff is hereby declassified, and Donald Trump admits there was stuff that, as president, he had a standing order. There were certain things that did that even though they were classified, he gave them an exception as the president because he can do that. So that way he could take his stuff, take his work material, 
to the presidential residence in the White House. Because this is a guy who he went to bed really late. He got up at like 3 a.m. So, yeah, he there was stuff that he wanted to be able to work on in, you know, the personal residence, the private residence that, you know, he didn't want to be sitting down at the, uh, you know, in the white house skiff being going over it at whatever time, you know, again, that might be a little on the reckless side. I mean, obviously there are those who are opponents of Donald Trump who feel that way, but then again, I'm pretty sure he's not the only president who's done it. Because, you know, if you have a president who could be called at a moment's notice, wouldn't it be nice that they could uh, have the ability to, you know, have the materials with them? And, And there's been all sorts of reports that of leaks not even the actual, you know, actual stuff of, hey, here's what was re- recovered, just rumors and innuendo, mostly spread by the FBI, um, that <gasps> he had the nuclear launch codes. No, he didn't, because the nuclear launch codes kept in that, kept in that briefcase, which is, is no longer even carried by the president, it's carried by a Secret Service agent. And oh, there there were some great memes coming out about it. Um, like uh, they they found the nuclear launch codes. The combination to launch nuclear missiles was one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. That's that's the same combination as my luggage. It's like yeah. People make Spaceballs references. You can never turn down a good Spaceballs reference in my life. Uh, Kim points out that Obama kept documents. No one rated him. Um, No. However, like almost a year after Obama took the records from the White House, that 30, 31 million individual documents. And, oh, I'm going to store these for the, uh, I'm going to store these for the Barack Obama library. Yeah. The, uh, the national record or the, the the national archives did step in and go, wait, 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 you just can't store these in a abandoned furniture warehouse. We're going to put armed guards and say it. We took it back. So technically, while Barack Obama has not returned any documents to National Archives until the Obama Library is built and he can move his records into the library, they are held under lock and key at that warehouse by the National Archives. And I know there's a lot of people talking, oh, under the Presidential Records Act, uh, Donald Trump should be prosecuted. Do you know 
that since the adoption of the Presidential Records Act, there have been exactly, I mean exactly, cannot split hairs one iota of a bit, zero presidents charged with violating the Presidential Records Act, again, because it's not the National Archives. It is the president who ultimately decides, okay, is this something for the public interest that at some point I want to release in my library where they can see it? Or is this a document that should stay in the National Archives because it is, you know, whatever reason the president doesn't feel that it's necessary to keep with him in the presidential library because I, I, I signed a glorious bill, glorious bill is going to rename 5,000 post offices in the country to the Donald J. Trump Memorial library. Spectacular. Tremendous, tremendous. Now, even though this is tremendous in all in the best sense of the word, the best words. I don't want to take this with me. No, 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 will not take it with me because it's so mundane. Now, this sticky note that I wrote on is this tremendous note, tremendous. This tremendous note, it will be displayed. The most beautiful, spectacular display inside the Trump Presidential Library and Golf Course and Resort, Atlantic City, New Jersey. I mean, that's the kind of stuff. Donald Trump, if it's, he would not take the most mundane thing. Barack Obama, if he sneezed into a Kleenex, he kept the Kleenex. The Clintons tried to take all the furniture. And they tried to take all the China. They took all the W's off the keyboards. <laughs> Kim, the Donald Trump Presidential Library, Golf Course and Resort in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Tremendous, tremendous. It's going to be huge. It's huge. It's going to be the biggest, the bestest, the most beautiful presidential library You've ever seen it's gonna make it's gonna make that guy Reagan look like he has a shack for presidential library. Tremendous, just tremendous. I mean it's absolutely insane. And I haven't even touched a single uh I haven't touched a single news story that I printed off about any of this. And I, I'm sure I'll get to it here eventually because oh, there's a lot of stuff to get to. It's just I've been venting. But um, it's, it's really nuts, though, that we would see a president. I mean, imagine if Donald Trump had gone after Barack Obama. If he had had Bill Barr go after Barack Obama the way Merrick Garland is going after Donald Trump. People would be crapping their pants. Oh my God! Look what he's doing! Ah, no, Trump is a fascist. 
Uh, it, it's funny because 2016, I, that's the kind of stuff I said Donald Trump would be, would be doing. Yeah, he's a, he's a vindictive, angry fart. He's just going, he's going to be a fascist. He's going to have a ha- heavy hand in everything. Although really when it comes to the uh, running of the executive branch, I wish he did have a heavy hand. Wish he'd come in, fired every son of a gun that that was a holdover from previous administrations and replaced them. Not with sycophants. No, no, not, not with sycophants. But with people who are like, you know what, Mr. President, I'm going to be square with you. I call balls and strikes. If I see a crime, I don't care who it is. I will do what I have to to ensure that prosecution. If I see someone who is not involved with anything whatsoever, regardless of how dirty they look, we investigate, we can't find crap, they're going to like they're going to be let go because I uphold the law. That's what Donald Trump needed in place. Instead, you know, he had an AG. I don't remember who. He was that that spineless, that feckless, who just ignored him. He had a secretary of state, Rex Tillerson, who was like, I know what I know what the president's guidance is, but we're going to we're going to uphold the status quo established by the last administration. And then he was fired because uh, what do you mean? You're not going to follow my foreign policy agenda. Uh, it's absolutely nuts that all this has gone on and no one has really done anything about it. And so now we have a, have an AG who was spurned, not by Donald Trump. No, 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 not by Donald Trump. He was spurned by the one, the only, the turtle, Mitch McConnell. And because he was spurned by McConnell, because Mitch McConnell wouldn't wouldn't even give him a hearing when he was nominated for the open Supreme Court seat at the end of the Obama administration. (sighs) So now he's taking it out wherever he can. And so he's aiming for Donald Trump. That's just how it is. And of course you have to be careful who you criticize because a person like Merrick Garland, he's Jewish. So apparently anytime I have a criticism of Merrick Garland, it's not because of a policy. It's not because of decisions. It's not because of poor management or mismanagement. It's because of Jewish. As uh, as Steve King of of Iowa has noted, like, well, I take back every bad thing I say I said about Merrick Garland because he I recently found out that he is Jewish, and as I found out when commenting on George Soros. Uh, he's Jewish. And so the only reason I comment on source is because I apparently hate Jews or something. So I take back every bad thing I ever said because, yeah, that's, we can't be doing that. 
So again, it's like, where does the line stop? Where are people allowed to stand up for, for what they believe? Since when is a president not allowed to decide what is, you know, their documents? When is the president not allowed to decide what is classified and what isn't? Because, again, ultimately, at the end of the day, as has been proven and declared in courts repeatedly, such as when the National Archives wanted Bill Clinton's secret tape recordings. They sued the Clintons for those um, uh, they, National Archives sued for those recordings, and the judge said, yeah, those are the president's. He can decide if they are his or not. It happened with Nixon because the National Archives wanted the secret recordings that Nixon did with people in the White House. And ultimately, it was the Nixon family, the Nixon estate, that finally, just a couple of years ago, released the last of his secret recordings that he made in the White House because, yeah, he was that weirdo. He just wanted to record everybody because he was so stinking paranoid. Oh, my gosh. It's 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 really crazy. It's it's insane. Um, but there could be some good news around the corner. Could be. I'll get to it. I will get to it in just one second. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. All right, so getting into things, yeah, if you're watching live or listening and something just went, okay, just play the bumper music twice. If there's not a commercial there, there's a reason why I put the bumper music there twice. Play me out, play me back in. It makes sense, trust me. But... Like I said, there's been there is currently an ongoing attempt to rectify the situation. I say attempt because it's not gonna go anywhere. 
I hate to be cynical. But I've been watching politics for way too long to not be cynical. But uh, let's see. Do, do, do. On Friday, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia announced that she had filed articles of impeachment against Attorney General Merrick Garland as the FBI search of the former president's Florida resident Royals Republicans. Um, um, so Green's resolution claims the attorney general's personal approval to seek a search warrant for the raid on the home of the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, constitutes a blatant attempt to persecute a political opponent. Now, <laughs> Kim says, oh, maybe you can have an intermission screen with dancing dumpster fires. If I can find one of those, I will use it. Uh, the search warrant was approved by a federal judge and was unsealed on Friday after the Justice Department and Trump's attorneys agreed. Which, it's funny, they say the, the Justice Department agreed. You don't agree to something when you're ordered to do it. That's right, the same Obama funding, Donald Trump bashing judge, who signed and sealed the warrant. He told the he told the FBI, "Listen, you have until Sunday afternoon to unseal the warrant, or I will do it and charge y'all with contempt." Guess what? They unsealed it. That's where you start seeing some of these lists, like the the inventories that were taken. You know. Again, why they had to spend all that time in Melania's closet, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they were just sniffing around in there and not finding anything. Just I apologize for that bad for that bad taste of humor. No, no, I don't. If you didn't like that joke, I don't care. <laughs> Kim says, I wonder what kind of perks the judge got for the warrant. Yeah, like maybe instead of just being a magistrate judge who is not appointed. So, all right, this is one of those things that people are getting all crazy about. Now, we'll go back to the news story. Um, a lot of people are freaking out online. Oh, I can't say it's an Obama judge. He got the seat in 2018. So that means Donald Trump put him there. No, because he's not a circuit judge. He's a magistrate, meaning the circuit judges were, they sit around, they go, okay, we need some people who, while we're in the middle of stuff, they can sign off on warrants. They can, you know, <clears throat> do certain things with the authority of the court. You know, handle, handle small things while we're handling these big cases, these big decisions. So they have magistrates. I'm smacking my mic around like Steve Dace being all mad at Tim Scott. Check that episode out on YouTube. If you haven't seen it yet, it's great. Um, so this magistrate who, again, he wasn't appointed by Trump in 2018. Nay, nay. He was recommended 
to the post of magistrate by the circuit judges who sat around and <clears throat> heard me sat around and hey do you think this guy should be uh be a magistrate i ain't got time for this i have a tea time to get to yes 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 and this all they vote him in so it was not donald trump who put the magistrate judge where he was it's a guy who, oddly enough, um, after cutting a deal, ooh, pardon me, after cutting a, the deal that helped Jeffrey Epstein only do a couple months, four months, I think, of county jail time. Um, then turns around to represent the, some of the people on Epstein's Epstein's staff who were granted immunity as a private practice attorney. So he literally played both sides of the, both sides of the fence on that little incident. That same judge who was then was in picked by his fellow circuit judges to fill that vacancy. Huh? That's kind of odd, but uh, who am I to judge? So this judge, you know, he orders the FBI. All right, guys, come on, give it up. Well, it's it's not us that's holding it up. It's Donald Trump. Donald Trump won't release it. It's a spectacular warrant. It's just the most beautiful warrant. It's the most well-written, the best words. Tremendous, tremendous. However, however, I think it would be spectacular, just tremendous. If you go ahead and release the warrant, let people know what you are taking from my beautiful home at Mar-a-Lago. Let them know what you were doing there, because I was meeting with, I was meeting with the National Archives, and they said the extra lock on the door was tremendous, just absolutely tremendous. China. Oh my gosh, Donald Trump just gets me all wound up. But anyways. The search warrant had been, you know, released, blah, blah, blah. The, the warrant showed the FBI secured classified materials that were taken to Mar-a-Lago and suggest the former president is being investigated for possible violations of the Espionage Act. Yeah, that's right. Because, again, he had the launch codes. He was going to give them to the Chinese or maybe the Ruskies, which it's craziness, which again, some of the, uh, the funny, uh, the funny reactions to stuff going on with Donald Trump was, uh, perhaps the, someone said, Oh, look, they had pictures that he was seeing, seeing a spy of China. It was a picture of Fang Fang. It's like, oh, 
Apparently, he could do things with his tiny orange hands that Eric Swalwell could only dream about if she was with Donald Trump. Just saying. Republicans, including Green, have repeatedly accused the Justice Department of going after Trump for political reasons. Yeah, think, Margie. Her resolution claims that Garland's effort to unseal the search warrant for the home of former President Donald J. Trump constitutes an attempt to intimidate, harass, and potentially disqualify a political challenger to President Joseph R. Biden Jr. The White House said Biden had no knowledge of the FBI search. I mean, Joe Biden's the guy who literally shook hands with Chuck Schumer. Puts his hands down. Two seconds later. Hey, 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 Chuck, you, you, you didn't shake my hand. And I'm not kidding. Take my words to Biden. You didn't shake my hand. And just looking lost in the sauce. So they could have told Joe Biden, hey, uh, hey, boss. Here on uh, Wednesday, we're going to go uh, raid the former president's house. Uh, just want to give you a heads up. That's fine. Where's my pudding? And my, where's my pants? Have you have you seen my pants? I mean, did they say he didn't know? I I really don't put it past him to not know. As opposed to Merrick Garland, who initially said he had no clue what was going on. Not one hint that this is going to go down until he came out on Thursday and admitted that, yeah, I, I'm the one who signed off on that. My bad. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. And frankly, I don't see things going particularly well with this administration, you know, for the next, what, two and a half years waiting on January 20th of 2025. I see it all being downhill. And it's just ridiculous. Ridiculous that we just keep getting played over and over and over again about the same stuff. Uh, keep seeing me up off camera, trying to find a news article I accidentally set on the floor. I kind of need it for the last little bit of the show here before I wrap it up. Um, yeah, the whole you can take my words to Biden thing that tell me something people say when you know they're lying to you I'm not kidding I'm not joking man it's the truth take my give you my words of biden you have my words of biden well here last week joe biden may have lost a pretty Pretty, uh, I'm not going to say important endorsement. But it's definitely an endorsement that looked good to have. Uh, the National Black Farmers Association, which, 
Well, I might not agree with all the political views. They do work on behalf of black farmers. And they were very excited about the kind of racisty policy of giving money to farmers who were minorities versus all farmers. But, well, imagine being the guy who signed in that law, that law that is currently being challenged. And then being the same guy who repeals that law. Yes, that's right. The, that is why the MBFA is mad at Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. because he gave him something that gave him a lot of money. Then turned around and repealed it. NBFA President Boyd releases official statement on President Biden's withdrawal of support for black farmers. From Boyton, Boydton, Virginia, August 9th, after fighting for debt relief for over three decades, Boyd was elated when the emergency relief for farmers of color was passed, signed to law by President Joe Biden last year in the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021. Boyd met with Biden during the SC South Carolina primaries to discuss the plight of black farmers, and it was agreed upon that Biden would address black farmers' issues. Again, last July 2021, Biden reaffirmed to Boyd he would have a FaceTime meeting with him to discuss the ongoing struggles and delay of America's black farmers getting the long sought after debt relief. What could be worse than having another president to overturn legislation you enacted to help black and other farmers of color during a pandemic? Repealing your own legislation to take it away while they are being served foreclosure notices in a recession with the highest record of input costs in 40 years while sending hundreds of millions in aid to Ukraine farmers. Holy run-on sentence, Batman. The Inflation Reduction Act 2022, Section 220008. Oh, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. Section 22008 repeals the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021, Section 1005, which provided black, native, and other farmers of color debt relief. I'm very, very disappointed in this legislative action, he said in response to reading the final bill passed by the Senate. I'm prepared to fight for the debt relief for black, Native American, and other farmers of color all the way to, to the Supreme Court. I'm not going to stop fighting this. Um, didn't a court already rule that giving debt relief to one Category of farmers and not all farmers, and that kind of racisty and illegal. Just a thought. Discrimination at USDA against black farmers was rampant and severe. Section 1005 loan repayment program was a necessary step towards fixing those harms. To acknowledge and correct racism is not unconstitutional or racist. Again, 
if you're only helping out certain people and not everyone who got screwed by the USDA because, let's face it, there are people who don't make good financial decisions of all colors. It happens. A farmer gets a USDA-backed loan that was, and then, you know, they lose a crop. They have a bunch of cows die. They, for reasons, they cannot make this loan payment. It, that doesn't have anything to do with being preyed upon because they were black. doesn't have anything to do with the, they're preyed upon because they were Hispanic or Native American, Asian. Although if they're Asian, they're probably not getting anything anyways, because we all know how the left treats Asians. If they're not locking them up in the internment camps, they're saying they're too damn smart and not letting them get away with anything because they're white adjacent. Again, if that ends up on media, media, that ends up on media matters. Oh, that'll make me so happy. Ah, he said, he said things about, he said things about Asia people. But, yeah, at the same time that Joe Biden is bragging about all the stuff he's done for people of color, oh, my God, they got me saying it, for black people, Hispanics, Asians, Middle Easterns, everybody who is not, you know, shades of white, He'd put in this program to help them out and then turn around and delete it. Now, are you saying that that was one of those things that was causing inflation? Since it, since it is the Inflation Reduction Act? Um, come on, Joey. Let, let's, let's have some consistency here. But then again, this guy... Very upset because free money has walked away. Now, I'm not opposed to people getting money back from the government that was taken from them at, under the you know, threat of imprisonment. You know, I want people to be able to be like, hey, ha, 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 hey, government, you thought you played me. Guess what? I played you. You're going to give me back some of that money that I paid out the nose last year because, hey, you said I owed it, so I paid it. I'm fine with that. Taxation is theft, especially when you have the taxation that's, I earned an income, it was taxed. I set, I took my previously taxed income and I bought stocks. And then I cashed those stocks out after they turned a profit. Oh, now I have to pay a tax on that as well. Or, hey, I'm selling these stocks and, you know, cutting my losses. Oh, you had a slight increase. You had a slight increase of value before you, uh, before you cut bait. So you owe taxes. The car that you bought, car that you drive, you pay fuel taxes with your tax money. You took your taxed money and you paid a sales tax for that car. You have taxes upon taxes. If you make, 
a significant amount of money and you plan on leaving it to your kids, the federal government wants to take so much of it that if you have land, property, farm, whatever, yeah, I'm going to have to sell that just to be able to, um, you know, pay the taxes. It's ridiculous. So, well, I don't like the fact that these bailouts, that's, that's what they are, they're bailouts, are going to farmers who are, you know, not white, but you're just going to ignore the white farmers who are having the same problem for the same reasons. The whole idea that government has to hold the hand of Hispanics and blacks and all these other groups because that, that's it's a ridiculous argument. I've pointed out many times before. That is what you call the bigotry of low expectations, believing that an entire race of people are incapable of figuring things out. Oh, black people can't get IDs to vote. Therefore, voter ID laws are racist. Well, why do 80% of black voters support? Support. Not hate. Not fight against. Support photo IDs for voting. Like I said, just the insanity is absolutely mind-boggling. Again, we have a dementia-ridden president who, for better or worse, is our president until somebody else says boo. So again, thank you for showing up again this week. If you are listening on demand on your favorite podcast app, go to the ratings section if it has it. Now, there's a few of them who don't do ratings, but hey, it's cool. I can't I can't uh, hold that against them too much. Same thing to ask you every, every week. The same four little things. Number one, please subscribe to this show. Number two, after you have subscribed, please rate it. Five stars. I'll accept four. Three and below, we need to have a little chit-chat. Once you have shared it, or no, wait, blah, 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 blah. once you have followed it, subscribed it, once you have rated it, please write a review. That's thing number three. Write a review. Tell people why you like the show. Embar- embarrass. Embellish some. Not a lot, just enough. Then, you know, click that submit. Let people see what you think. Great. Once you have done that, then... Number four, please share this episode with someone who you think will go, wow, this guy gets it. Share it with somebody who you think will go, oh, this guy can't, I can't stand him. So they'll get mad. And when they get mad, I get another set of wings. I've got like 87 of them. People get mad. I get wings. Oddly enough, they're all old, decrepit wings. I think I get them when, uh, when angels die. I don't know. I haven't confirmed that. Really weird, though. So, again, thank you for listening. Um, if you care to support this show financially, you can go to the go to the coffee link in the show notes. You could donate there. You can do a one-time donation, do a recurring donation, either or, whatever floats your boat. 
or you can go over to patreon.com over at patreon.com slash Tyler Morgan show. I made it easy for you. Um, there you can subscribe and you know, they have four different tiers, lowest tier, five bucks that gets you bonus content. It gets you. Yeah. There's a whole list of it there. Cause go check out, you know, the show on Patreon. I have a couple of my extra shots posted. I will be doing one a little bit later this evening about that one school after, even after Loudoun County had its issues in Virginia with transgender bathroom use. Yeah. Another school is playing the oops. I did it again and voted to allow transgender boys into the girls' bathroom. So we will check that out on the, uh, on the, uh, and we want to call it the overtime, the extra shot. So again, if you're hanging around for that one, you want to subscribe to Patreon so you can get those by all means, go ahead, please. All the money that comes in from donations, buying merch, uh, Patreon, it goes into doing things to keep all this up and running or more stuff on the wall behind me either. Or again, thank you so very much for listening. And as always stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan show is supported by its listeners to support the show. Go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1-7. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.